Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and I totally just deleted everything I had to begin with because I feel like I've been drinking now. It's Friday. It is, um, what time is it right now? It's 924. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Okay, and that is in tribute to Beyonce, who five years ago today turned all of our worlds upside down when she released that beautiful self-titled Beyonce album. Like, as a surprise, she was like, hey, bitch, y'all, <laughs> I was doing a thing. I am done with the thing, and you guys can have it. I'm done. Um, Stay tuned for the tour dates and perhaps uh, some videos and shit. Um, log on to your iTunes and, and go get your lives. And we absolutely did. We was shocked. Uh, we were grateful. Um, we were in awe of Beyonce and her work and what she does and how the fuck she just stays under the radar doing all these things and gives everybody NDAs and gives us the things that she gives us and and how people and I still have not really introduced the show yet so ride with me while I'll stand out to Beyonce real quick Beyonce does all this as the boss that she is and she just gives us everything and I just don't understand how people to this day on December 14th um, 2018 people still hate on Beyonce like I don't understand you I feel like on this day on this day um, five years ago Beyonce totally proved herself if you weren't riding with Beyonce or you did not understand the hype or get it five years ago today should have been your time to be like oh, okay bitch <laughs> I kind of understand where you come from Anyways, welcome to the show. It's episode 14. I had a long week. Hence the wine drinking. I needed it in my life. I'm currently drinking Stella Rosa Moscato for the bird bitches. <laughs> Shout out to Gia. Um, let me take... I'm gonna, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of, oh my God, I'm still here talking to y'all. And I'm missing RuPaul's Drag Race. So just know that this podcast is really taking priority right now. Because I needed to see Jasmine Masters come through with the jush, okay? But I'm I'm here. The week was long, all right? My son started his basketball camp this week. And for some odd reason, they felt like six-year-olds need to be out from 6 o'clock in the evening to 8 o'clock in the evening, which left me at home with the two babies while my husband took care of the sports portion of life this week. Um, I was drowned in my emotions, thinking uh, things that weren't going on, really tapping into the Scorpio, Cancer, and Pisces in me all this week. And to be able to wind down on this Friday, I'm grateful for because this week was crazy. I didn't check in with my real my girls in my group chats. I was tuned out at work. Um, I just really need this weekend. And then next week on Wednesday, me and my family fly to Texas. Y'all give me traveling grace and mercy, God. Traveling with two babies and uh, my bewildered six-year-old. 
So keep me your thoughts. Next, uh, this time next week, we'll definitely be, and that is TJ in the background. Because like I said, I'm going to be releasing these episodes regardless. Your girl is practicing consistency. But like I said, um, next week I'll be in Texas this time next week. Enjoying family time and Christmas holiday spirit and sweet potato pie, hopefully. Um, I'm looking forward to my mother-in-law's cooking. She really puts it down and she's very welcoming and graceful and amazing. Everything that I want to be in a wife one day. Uh, my mother-in-law is awesome. I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking forward to seeing um, the other side of my family. But I hope that everybody else, everybody that's tuned into the show right now, was able to, you know, get everything. That's TJ. What's she going through? <laughs> Sorry. Y'all riding? People, are you riding? Let me know. Because a nigga got to know for show. Because, look, this is the way I record. I got a, I'm multitasking queen right now. But I hope y'all had a good week. We're going to get into a few different things that I want to talk about this week. We're going to talk about some Grammy nominations. We're going to talk about, um, maybe shortly, we're going to talk about Michelle Williams and Chad (laughs) in that show that I watched. I think I got four episodes in before I was tired of it. And then we're going to talk about Nicki Minaj like we do every week. And at this point, I'm trying to decide if I'm a fan in real life, y'all know how y'all niggas like to say, oh, you talk about him so much. Are you sure? Are you, are you a fan? No, I'm not a fan. I just got a lot of shit to say about this bitch. She crazy. And she do something crazy every week. And I think I it's my duty to talk about it. So she crazy. And then we also going to talk about Jacquees, okay? So y'all stay tuned. And uh, we're going to get into it here shortly. Thank you. All right? Okay, y'all, so last episode, I talked to you guys a little bit about the Grammys, and that was mainly talking about Cardi B and her nominations and how proud I am of the underdog just taking all the awards and stuff. And I I know she's going to take at least one. I know she is. You can quote me here. I don't think it's obviously going to be album of the year if it is. I'm going to be a little salty because, you know, this whole thing with Beyonce (laughs) and the album of the year contender. I don't think it's going to be that. um, But I think she actually might take record of the year. I believe she's nominated for that for um, I Like It. And that was such a great song. So why not give her the fucking Grammy? So right now, I want to I wanna go over some of the nominees or some of the categories in the nominees and then some of my predictions, who I think is going to take it. Now, I ain't going to say a lot of y'all don't know a lot of these people who are listed, but as the music connoisseur slash eclectic person that I am, I am going to add these guys to some of my playlists so I can figure out what the hype is. Every year, we get in our feelings and a little bit butthurt because we don't know what the fuck the Grammys be looking at when they decide on who they're going to crown as the winners of each category. But either way, it's a lot of controversy every every year concerning who wins. But we're going to run down these lists right now. I'm going to go through some of them. First and foremost, one of the most coveted categories to win is Album of the Year. And some of these people, I guess I don't know who they are, but Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. So she's taking um, that category. 
Oh, I don't think she's winning, but she's in that category. By the way, I forgive you by Brandy Carlisle. Don't know who she is. Scorpion Drake, which was it was a good album. I think in my feelings saved that album for me because in real life, we'll get into it. I think I said I didn't say I was gonna cover it, but I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. But um, I feel like Story of Adidon that um, Pusha T this really just I it ruined Scorpion for me. Um, yeah, and I feel like he tried to remaster some tracks right before putting it out so that he could address some of the stuff um, <laughs> that he got hit upside the head with. But at the same time, it was very lackluster. Like, if you're going to give me a diss track, give me a motherfucking diss track. And he did not provide, um, at least not on that album, and not at all. You know, I was still waiting, but we never got nothing. Anyway, Scorpion is nominated. Her her self-titled album, Beer Bongs and Bentley's Pulse Malone, Dirty Computer, Janelle Monet, which was, it's a good, good to say, good to see, and it was a good album, so I'm glad to see her in that category. Golden Hour, Casey Musgraves, and Black Panther, the album, the music inspired by the soundtrack or the movie. Um, that was a good album, too. That's very good. If you don't have that in your playlist for the gym or when you're working out, you need to add it to there. My prediction for this category in particular is going to be who I want to win. I'm going to say who I want to win and who I think they're going to select. Here's, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. I want, I want, I actually think I want Black Panther to win just for the message, <laughs> but I think that one of these white folks is going to win. I don't know who Casey Musgraves is. I think she's a country artist. Um, if anything, funny enough, I really honestly believe that Beer Bongs and Bentley's will probably win. It'll be a rap album, and it will be Post Malone, who doesn't even fucking claim rap like that. It'll be sad, but I guarantee you it's what's going to fucking be. It's what's going to happen. Record of the year. I like it. Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin. The joke, Brandi Carlile. I got to look at her. She's, she's already, you know, I don't know who she is, though. This is America. Childish Gambino. God's Plan. Drake. Shallow. That's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. By the way, I need to go see A Star is Born. Like, I live for a a musical. Speak. Mm, okay. Sorry. Sidetrack. Y'all, they re <laughs> they are remake they're remaking. That's true. That's my daughter. They're remaking Rent. All right. <laughs> I was watching Star. Y'all know I watch Star, and I go to commercial break, and they got five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes, and I see okay Valentina from RuPaul's Drag Race. Don't know if she can sing. Not sure. Okay, moving on. Mario. Mario Big Nostrils. Okay, he's going to be in it. Um, he can sing. So I'm okay with that. Don't know who's playing. Moving on. Takashi69. All right, a.k.a. Tanache. She's going to be in there, and obviously she's going to be playing Mimi, who is one of the most pivotal characters in the motherfucking musical. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pulling my hair out right now because if they fuck this up, I'm going to be real upset with Fox. 
just added to the list of things, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm, you know, they trying to redo all these musicals. A few years ago, they did uh, Grace. They did The Wiz. I don't think Fox did, but they redid some of these for TV. And it, I think theirs was live. I don't know if this one was live. All I know, I was in my feelings <laughs> because I love Rent. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me watch Rent this weekend. I don't want them to tear it up. It's it's one of my favorites. It pulls at my heartstrings. It's like my holiday movie. But I had to make sure I let y'all know how I feel about that. Anyways, I was talking about <laughs> Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Stars Born was a movie that came out this past year, um, and it's been redone many times. And from the trailers that I've seen, it looks like something that I really can fuck with. I really am a sap when it comes to musicals and love stories and stuff like that. Although your girl has not seen The Notebook. I just ain't following that hype. Y'all talk about it too much. So I don't even want to see it. But um, I do want to see A Star is Born. Anyways, all the stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA, Rockstar, Post Malone featuring 21 Savage, and The Middle, Zed, Maren Morris, and Gray. Don't know who them white folks are, um, but my selection is gonna be I like it. I like it was a hit. All right, she killed it at the Billboard Music Awards, I believe. Um, but I think that I think Shallow, I think that Lady Gaga record's gonna win. I ain't even heard it, but the um, talk around Lady Gaga and the Stars Born movie, I just feel like that's probably what's going to take it home. But we'll see. We'll tune in. Let's see what else. What other category do I want to talk about? Song of the Year. Um, and this goes to the writers. All right. So all the stars, which is Kendrick Lamar, SZA, and a bunch of other folks that I'm not going to name. Okay. <laughs> so all the stars, Boot Up, which is Ella Mae, um, God's Plan, In My Blood, Teddy Geiger, I think, Sean Mendez. Y'all know Shawn Mendes is Justin Timberlake Jr. The white girls and some of the black girls is really going up for Shawn Mendes. Um, I just I just think that y'all let anybody excite y'all. But we're going to move on. Uh, the Joke by Brandi Carlisle. The Middle by Zed Maren Morris and Gray. And then Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And then the last one would be Donald Glover. Um, and so... And I'm looking at these writers lists. <laughs> For This Is America to have a solid paragraph in the song, like it has two writers, which is crazy to me. It's crazy how many people go into one song. I think that, I think, uh, I'm not sure. I feel like, I feel like boot up is my prediction and boot up will win. I feel like fucking boot up was all over the radios. And I feel like it was popular enough to um, take home the Grammy. But we'll see. LMA is very junior in her career right now. And, well, even though the song of the year goes to the writers. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. It's not really a popularity contest. Like I said, the Grammys has a weird way <laughs> of congratulating people in music. I don't know what they be using as a means to grade these folks because sometimes I'm like, what? What the fuck? I'll never get it. 
Next, um, let me get two more categories that I want to try to get people that you guys know a little something about. Best rock album, best rock performance. We ain't, we ain't talk about that. It's been a long time since I've listened to any alternative music. And I'm talking people that think alternative music is what it is probably think I listen to the fake version, like the Walmart brand of alternative music like from the TRL period in life of Blink-182 and some 41 and all them niggas. That was my shit. You couldn't tell me nothing about them niggas. That was my shit, all right? Um, what's my age again? What's my age again? That was, uh, that was my joint. That was my joint. So I don't think they consider that shit. Like <laughs> rock and roll music, though, unfortunately. Okay, so we got best rap performance. Be careful. Which, let me tell you, I think that Be Careful was a weird selection. I think that was probably the least successful. Was it? No, it was Bartier Cardi. I always fuck that up. I ain't gonna correct myself either. But Bartier Cardi probably wasn't the best track to release as a second one coming off of Bodak Yellow. She probably should have picked something a little bit better. Uh, She probably should have picked Be Careful. But I think out of the entire album... um, I think she released Bickenhead as a track. Um, I like it. I just would not think that best rap performance would be Be Careful, even though I fuck with Be Careful. It's like the inner hood rap writing in a journal to me. Like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> like, a lot of people when it first came out, they didn't rock with Be Careful, but I thought it was a solid track. Anyways, Nice For What, Drake, King's Dead, uh, Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, Future, and James Blake. Bubbling Anderson Pop, and this is where uh, like the genre mi- mixing starts to concern me because isn't Anderson Pop a R&B artist? I know you know we dibble and dabble in each other's genres from time to time, but for the most part, I felt like I have to go listen. Let me go listen to that track. Don't let me lie to y'all. Like I even listened to whatever Bubbling is, and I probably have listened to Bubbling. But I didn't know what the name of the song is. I do that a lot. Anyways, last song. Sicko Moe, Travis Scott, Drake, Big Hawk, and Sway Lee. <sighs> Let's see. Who do I think I should win, should win after that? Mm, I feel like Nice For What is going to win. I want, I actually want King's Dead to win. I just thought, miss me with that bullshit. You ain't really wild. You a Taurus. I be flecking now with the purest. That's, that's a bop. It was a solid bop for me. Um, but like I said, they ain't judging off the same shit I judge off. I thought it was a bop. Between that one and Be Careful, I thought Be Careful was a really cute song. Best rap album, and this is going to be the last one I talk about. Best rap album. Actually, I'm lying. Maybe I'll bring up some R&B stuff. Best rap album. Rap album. Invasion of Privacy. Cardi B. Swimming. Mac Miller. Victory Lap, Nipsey Hustle, which I heard was great. Daytona, Pusha T, another album that was great. And then Astro World, Travis Scott, another great album. Um, wow, this whole category is, you know, with the exception, because I, I was just talking to um, a friend on Instagram. Um, I think she goes, I'm sorry, girl. I really fucked with you. I really do. We've been talking a lot lately. <laughs> and I just, I just want to make sure maybe actually you don't want your whole ad out there, but her name's Pamela, right? <laughs> so, um, and I was talking to her. She let me know 
that Mac Miller had different aliases that he performed under. And I was pretty much letting her know that I never really listened to Mac Miller like that prior to him passing. Only when I saw how he influenced other people and what his music meant to other people did I feel like, let me go, you know, why didn't I ever check this out? And it really sucks for me, especially like when you discover an artist after they pass and then you have to go through all the shit that they gave you while they were living. And then you come to a halt because there's no more, you know, I get like that all the time with Amy Winehouse when I've like, I think I've discovered a new track and then I find another new track. And then I'm like, Oh, you go through it like something else. And then somebody's like, Oh, we found like 10 extra tracks and it's like Christmas all over again. Um, but just realizing that your favorite artist or somebody you really fuck with, their music is to no longer exist anymore. You'll never hear something new from them. That is shattering to me as someone who loves music. Um, but yeah, yeah, going off to the subject or going on a tangent like I usually do. Mac Miller, uh, rest in peace, man. That really fucking sucks. Again, while we're talking about that, this is the season to check on the people to the left and to the right of you because it's hard out here for some people. Um, people just not adjusting well to things going on. And um, the time where everybody else gets together is the time where a lot of people start to fucking lose it. So make sure you're checking up on each other. But to close it out, I just, I'm looking forward to the Grammys. I'm looking forward to whatever Cardi B has to wear. It looks like Cardi B has a lot of Grammy nominations. It looks like her and Ella May are also taking some in. Drake, obviously, uh, is going to lead the way with some nominations as well as Kendrick Lamar. So I'm looking forward to watching that, giving y'all a little summary of that. Sometimes I believe it comes out February is when we'll see the show. I'll do a lot of pausing and skipping over, Lord, because like I said, there's a lot of people who I don't know, but I am willing to go out there and listen to their music so I can become, you know, aware. <laughs> As being, you cannot be a music connoisseur without being willing to listen to new music and to expand your horizons, if you will. So next thing we're going to talk about is... While we're talking about music, okay, listen, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my mind right because I can't believe the audacity. Niggas be really having the audacity. Um, Jacquees. <laughs> Boy, what are you talking about? Right? What are you talking about? So, earlier this week, your dude was really feeling himself, right? He got on Instagram, got on Facebook Live, where the fuck he was on. And said that he truly believes, <laughs> truly believes that he is the king of R&B for this generation. And, and, and at the very least, he made it clear that he was talking about for this generation. But the one thing I have to say is I'm not quite sure even that, you know what I'm saying? When we're talking about things like this. To me. That was really offensive to me, yeah, to me, yeah, to me, yee, um, okay, listen, I'm done. <laughs> I'm offended. Um, I just think that 
the 90s. In, in any decade of R&B has just given us so much. And I think that this era of R&B music that we're in as of right now is so sex-driven and without feeling and without, like, matter in the club. Like, Jacquees, boy. <laughs> I know you want to rub. I know you want to feel. First off, that's a vibe. So leave me alone. Go away. Go away from me with this. And then what's another song Jacquees has? That's like a solid two, right, off the top of my head. And they're all talking about fucking. Ain't nothing about feelings. He ain't trying to wine and dine your girl, you know what I'm saying? And I just be like, even like, I feel like I blame Trey Songs and Chris Brown for trying to make R&B thug and be like, nobody don't want to hear that. I want to hear you niggas beg for for, for the women. I, I want to hear women be sad sometimes. I want to hear women, um, you know, I just need the... You know, like Mary J. Blige, she was fucking real sad and gave us the best album of her life, my life. Solid, solid album. You know, even when she was happy, she gave us a good album. Was it the Breakthrough album was pretty good, too? But I just need, I need you niggas to cry a little bit more often. I need R&B to do that for me. I need you niggas to cry. Um, Jacquees, back to you. (laughs) No way. Go away. Go sit down. Get you a pen and a pad. Um, go through some heartbreak. Go, um, I don't know, man. I don't even know if you got it in you. You like a whole 5-2. You went on the Soul Train Awards and gave us um, some real horrible-looking stroke dance things. I don't know. I don't know if you have it in you, but what I can say is that you're definitely not anybody's king of R&B. If anything, and I know that this may be controversial, I would give that current status (laughs) of this generation. If you're talking about this generation, I'm talking about the 2010s, right? I'd give that to Frank Ocean. And fuck y'all if y'all don't agree. But my overall, (laughs) my overall king of R&B Definitely has to be Usher. Um, I pose this question to my Facebook friends. um, And also follow at Keep the Kentucky on Facebook. I am going through the process right now to uh, change my page from Keep the Kentucky page to the So There's That podcast page. Facebook is giving me all this drama right now, thinking that I'm trying to finagle y'all out of some shit, I guess, and won't let me change my name. So y'all at Matt Zuckerberg and let him know what's up, what's good. Let me know why I can't change my goddamn name. But anyways, I post a question on my personal page because I was really trying to get some insight from y'all from what y'all think R&B. Who is y'all's king of R&B? Since Jacquees is out here rousing the girls, who's y'all's king of R&B? Who do y'all go to when y'all need to feel that mood? When y'all need to feel y'all sad mood? When y'all need to feel that sexy mood? Who is the artist that you guys are going to? So I'm going to go to my post right now so that I can get y'all some of those answers out there. I already told y'all who I'm trying. I was in love with Usher. First off, let me go ahead and admit this before I go any further. In love. <laughs> First album I asked for was My Way from Usher, okay? Um, 
I just felt like me and him was meant to be together. And I was very disappointed in him. When I went to boot camp and my mom going to send me some clipping in the goddamn mail, right? I'm going through the most stressful 90 days of my life. My mom sends me uh, a clipping from like, it had to be like Jet Magazine or something of Usher. <laughs> Getting married to this hoe. Sorry, you ain't a hoe, I guess. But Tamika Foster... Really? This old hoe usher? Really? Well, you could have just, I was getting in the best shape of my life. Like, if you could have just waited on your girl, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't have herpes. But I'm just trying to figure, but you know, life is what it is. Look at me, look at you. <laughs> I was really tight. Let me get back to the story for people to start, you know what I'm saying? So I said, in light of Jacquees line to all of us. Who is your king of R&B? And please account for longevity. Vocal talent sells the whole picture. I would even say sex appeal matters a little bit. And to shorten selections, I am asking for the 1990s to current. So a lot of people agreed with me on Usher. But here are some extra ones that uh, got selected. R. Kelly. Genuine. Oh, Chris Brown. Let's see, Tank, Neo, Maxwell, more Usher, Beyonce. <laughs> and then here's what I put. I mean, in, you know, off of me being obsessed and in love with this man, um, this was kind of how I summed it up. Ask anybody who grew up with me that was my first love. My Way was my first album that I begged for. I cussed his ass out for getting married while I was in boot camp. I already talked about that. Although I don't really rock with his last few albums, he has managed to give us uh, at least one hit per album that he has released. Like, he's going to stay relevant no matter what. Um, he's going to let the girls know that he's here to stay. But starting from My Way, 8701 Confessions, Here I Stand in Raymond versus Raymond, the nigga has given us bops. Okay, bops, bops, bops. There's no denying that. You're going to get these hits from Usher. And all of them had an R&B song. They had crossover pop songs. They had their hard ballad songs. They had their sexy time song. Um, and that's five albums. I know he had one prior to My Way, but that was as a kid. I don't really associate that with, you know. And I know he had tracks off of, uh, what was that? Poetic Justice soundtrack. We ain't talk about those. Starting at my way, um, but those charted all pretty good, and um, he was a sex icon. He was dancing, um, and he was serenading. Like he was talking to women. He was being gentle. He was caring, and he was saying all the things that we needed to hear in the '90s and the 2000s. And um, he was one of the first artists that his personal drama kind of elevated him to a sense because when we got confessions oh my god like we knew that he was uh dating Chili at the time and it was just the drama of it all but from start to finish confessions even with if you got the um extended version of confession oh my god from start to finish such a great album like now because I'm talking about it, I'm probably going to spend this next week listening um, to Confessions. And my favorite track on Confessions, it varies from mood to mood, but one of my favorites is going to be, ooh, I can't believe it. 
You came just in time. I'm sorry. I don't want to scare you guys with my vocals. But follow me. Come follow me. Come follow me. Come follow me now. Right now. Yep. That one. So my king of R&B is going to be Usher. I feel like even amongst the current scandal that he's in, um, that he's still, like I said, he's remained relevant over the span of 20 years. And some artists cannot maintain that. Like some people brought up Neo, some people brought up Maxwell, but uh, they have not been able to release music and and um, revive themselves in a way. Usher knows how to pop up, become this different person for y'all so y'all can buy his music, but still remain genuine and then go back in the lab and then come back out and see what the people's really fucking with and kind of adjust to each album that he releases like I really was mad <laughs> when he came out with oh my god because I was like what the fuck is this uh sure I don't want to hear no techno shit from you what the fuck but um that was what was popping at the time and the next thing I know I'm like, oh my gosh baby let me and that was a good album I think was that on Raymond versus Raymond pretty sure it was but it was a good album too so, but I was not feeling it at first, but he has a way of making you listen to what the fuck he's got to say and, and he can sing. <laughs> so that's my king of R&B. Moving from that whole conversation, cause we already know Jacquees, bitch, sit down. Now moving on to a little bit of, you know. I don't know. I feel like I rubbed some people the wrong way when I was talking about Kevin Hart last week. I still stand by what I say, but I also apologize um, because, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't mean to say like, um, if I did offend you, I apologize just in general, if there's comments on my page that make people upset. Not if I offended you, if there's comments, because I know I was young <laughs> and you know, you got to start releasing these, these things now and I'll be willing to apologize. I think that's the one thing that I said that I was like, no, let me go back and speak on that. Um, because I, I made a reference to Portia and how she apologized now, but she apologized in front of everybody. I ain't going to keep on apologizing in front of everybody, like in different type of tones, just so you can feel the genuine nature of the apology. Now, I can understand if something's done in public, I want my public apology if something's done in private, something to that effect. But I just, I know some people got rubbed the wrong way, Lord. And I that wasn't my intention. Uh, but I just feel like we have become a little bit more sensitive for good reason. But anyways, move on to the next subject. Um, with another thing that I might be apologizing for next week, R. Kelly. All right. So he came up with a lot of discussions when amongst celebrities, amongst friends, a bunch, like I had that conversation about R&B on my page and he came up a lot of the time and, but it's tough for people didn't really know how they felt about R. Kelly. And here's what I have to say. The man is impactful. The man gave us hits. Um, there's nothing we can do to erase uh, some of the memories and the things that he's given us throughout his career. Um, he has given us a lot of scandal and drama, but along with that, he has given us 
hits after hits after hits after hits. And in the most creative nature, like we've never had an artist do something along the lines of trapped in the closet like this nigga has done. Like we just have not seen it. If anything, he's inspired trends and um, inspired many different artists, maybe inspired Jacquees. Don't know how because I don't hear none of that influence in this man's songs. Excuse me. But it's hard to dismiss him from that conversation. (laughs) On the other hand, this nigga is a pedophile. (laughs) This nigga has pissed on teenagers. And it's hard to listen to his music because it is so sexually driven without, you know, putting two two and two together and possibly imagining that his source of creativity came from, ugh, from one of those moments, you know what I'm saying? That's the hard thing. Like I haven't searched or streamed R. Kelly's music in a very long time because of that, because of the guilt I feel listening to his music. I didn't mention on my own page that it takes, um, when I was younger, I felt like it was wrong to listen to his music. Like something deep inside of me was like, even though I heard it and the allegations and the confirmations of his crimes weren't out there yet. Um, but I knew that while I would, I would hang out with my cousins and my aunt Karen was obsessed with 12 play album and she would play it and play it and play it. And I just felt like I should not be listening to this. (laughs) This sounds so nasty. Like, as a kid, as 9, 10, I was just like, mm, I don't know. But it was so catchy and good, and he sounded great. Like, I just, but like I said, I felt gross listening. To, I felt like, mm, I'm not sure if I should listen to it. And then only after the tape, the infamous tape, was there confirmation that, you know, this nigga was out here doing some foul shit. And even then, we as the public, not we, not y'all, but just in general, we continue to let this man thrive in the industry. Like, cause right after, like he released a bunch of shit and still did very well, was on feature tracks and all the shit. Nobody seemed to care in regards to how they dealt with R. Kelly in the music industry. It was really crazy because I know A lot of people like to go back and forth about Bill Cosby. Like, we kind of found out about Bill Cosby, and we put his ass in the corner right away. R. Kelly out here still got bitches literally trapped in the basement, and uh, no one cares. Like, he's going to, he's doing concerts and shit, and bitches are, like, literally wiping down this nigga's tongue. It's gross. Even though it's, like, y'all's mamas and shit that's doing this shit, it's nasty. Like the shade room posted a video of him singing and he stuck out his tongue and they wiped his tongue down. And I was just like, what? No, what is this? No, turn this off. Delete this right now. Like, I don't want to see this. Like R. Kelly is totally gross to me, but I tell you what, like I said on Facebook, if I went to one of my own girl's weddings, right? And these niggas said, all right, bring you out to the floor. Um, we gonna step in the name of love. Nigga, do you really honestly believe I'm gonna go sit my ass down? 
Hell no, nah, I'm probably going to give y'all the best Chicago two-step of my life. That's how I feel about R. Kelly. There's songs that I absolutely got to say, skip. Like, And that's probably going to be, um, I can't even sing it because if I get to singing it, the nigga is so good that I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> but any of his sexually driven songs, mm -mm. I just, I personally don't search for them because I know that I enjoy them. But at the same time, I'm like, this is nasty. I cannot do this with him right now. I cannot currently support R. Kelly because I know um, what he has done. I feel like I know and down. I've known all of my life that this guy is nasty and I can't do it. But I have, I cannot dismiss him from that conversation. And I cannot, mm, I can't dismiss him as a trailblazer and somebody that was wildly popular and influential and it sucks because in a way his scandal has completely like overcast this horrible fucking shadow of all the great things that he has given us and it sucks and I wish he didn't do all that shit it, but anyways I don't think R. Kelly is the king but I think that he gave us a lot. And he gave a lot of y'all's favorites a lot. And without R. Kelly, R. Kelly's contributions to R&B, there wouldn't be a lot of R&B artists out here today. So there's that. All right, we're back. Uh, it seems only right that I just go ahead and talk about this bride. <laughs> something wrong with her. She's going through something. Happy belated birthday, Nicki Minaj, girl. How you doing? <laughs> I see you got a new man. I see you got a new boo. But I heard something about him, girl. Not sure if you know. And if you don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys um, some information regarding her latest relationship. Apparently, dude is a sexual predator slash allegedly because she's out here suing the girls. And I'm broke, Nikki. Uh, Anaj, what's her name? What's her damn real name? Onika. Where did I get Onaj? Onika Mirage. Mirage. There we go. There we go. She's out here suing the girl. So everything I am saying right now, she ain't gonna never hear me. But for all intents and purposes, bitch, you not getting none of my coin. All this shit's allegedly. You heard me? But allegedly, she fucking with this dude named Kenneth P Petty, right? Um, and Kenneth Petty had a rape charge in um, 1994. And... Even the barbs came after Nicki Minaj about this because they like, why you keep messing? I know you ain't have really too much say over your dealings with your brother, um, but you choose to collaborate with Tyga, and now you dating this whole ass nigga that raped somebody when he was 16, given she tried to minimalize the fact that it happened when he was younger. But we, I don't, you know, we, we haven't come to terms with what we consider it is old or young, but I think when you're 15 or 16, you kind of understand certain things not to rape people. So I don't know. I'm going to give you all the details. All right. 
We're going to get into it. Nicki Minaj has caught a lot of flack in the last two weeks. And this article is from where hip hop, uh, new hip hop, hot new hip hop. Wait, I'm drunk. Am I? Am I drunk? Hot new <laughs> hip hop.com. <laughs> and I'm reading from this. Um, I got to cite my sources. I'm about to get back in scope. Anyways, Nicki Minaj has caught a lot of flack in the last two weeks after she revealed who her new boo is. Internet sleuths quickly revealed that Kenny Petty, I don't like that name, Kenny Petty is a registered sex offender and was previously convicted for killing a man, so he out here illegal, illegal. Okay, all right. While Nikki brushed off the criticism, the blast has obtained the victim's detailed account of the incident and is truly horrific. Let's give you some of the, uh, the bottom line up front regarding this case. Um, it was from 1994. It was a 16-year-old victim, and it, um, she explained to police that she was kidnapped. Um, he used a hard circular object and made a clicking sound, so she was under the belief that she was getting kidnapped. He told her to keep walking. Um, eventually, I'm not going to get graphic with you guys, but um, he raped her. And, uh, yeah. So I think she defended him at some point and was like, y'all don't even know what y'all talking about. She's got her little, you know, she's going through it. Nicki Minaj is a whole solid, what, 37 years old, and she's really just going through the things. And I will, uh, obviously, we're going to allow her to feel her feelings. Like I talked about earlier in this episode, we've got to feel our feelings. Um, did I say that earlier this episode? <laughs> Boy, hold on. Y'all gonna allow me to take a drink real quick? It's interesting when I drink. <laughs> We're gonna let Nicki Minaj feel her feelings. I don't know how it feels to be dwindling in my career at this point. I don't know what it feels like to have a new girl on the scene and instead of embracing said girl, you know, having everything completely backfire on me from the massive amount of hateration that I possess in my heart. Don't know that. Don't know how to connect with that. Um, don't understand that. Um, but she's a Sagittarius. Shout out to Sagittarius sis out there. My best friend is a Sag, so I can't really talk a whole shit about them, but I do know second to Gemini's. They got a lot. <laughs> They got a lot of, you know, things going on. And and the people of the Zodiac it really just be like, what? When it comes to Sages. But, you know, we, you know, I'm a Pisces. I love everybody. <laughs> I love everybody. I just want, I want Nicki Minaj to um, really just take a seat in 2019 I have noticed um, over this year, y'all know last year she got sheathered, right? I, and shout out to Remy Ma, real quick, who had the golden child. I really hate that fucking name. I, like I said, I should not have watched that baby fucking show that they had because there's a cool, the golden child, B, that's tight. You got me tight. New York, yeah. Like, and I was just like, ah, oh, fucking over. Harry even have this baby because the more y'all, talk about this child being the golden child, the more that I just feel annoyed. But she did have the baby today. <laughs> and they went the whole pregnancy without knowing what the gender was. And it, it's a baby girl. So 
If you didn't hear, you heard it here first at So There's That the Podcast. Congratulations, sending it out to Pat, Pat Poose and uh, Remy Mom. Um, but I did notice, going back to what I was about to say, I did notice that ever since Remy Ma sheathed the girl, just nothing but bad things have been happening. It's like, it's like Seely to Mr. Like, until you do right by me, bitch, everything around you gonna crumble. And I feel like, I feel like that was the curse that Remy Ma put in. She might not have put no kind of success on her own back because we still ain't got that album yet, Remy. Um, but what she did do is put a solid fucking curse on Nicki Minaj because she ain't been right since. And uh, I'm okay with um, us, you know, getting good music from Nicki Minaj. The, the Queen album was not bad. Um, but getting new music from a new perspective in 2019. That's what I'll say. I'll say I am looking forward to that from Nicki Minaj. I need a new perspective. Maybe find you a nigga who is not a sexual predator for once. Um, after, I mean, you fucked over Safari. So, I mean, your relationship curse. <laughs> I don't know what's going to take for that to happen. But um, find you a, you know... Not saying that a nigga makes everything right. Um, just saying I need a new perspective. I need some new music about love instead of your vagina. I need some new music about, you know, uh, not hating on niggas and shit. Um, I need something. I've noticed since the Sheether album that more female, I don't know what was holding them back. I don't want to say that Nicki Minaj was stopping niggas' bags out here, but it seems to have been... Um, it had to, because <laughs> I mean we've got Saweetie, we've got Cardi B. Um, I'm I'm waiting for um, is her name Ornica? Please help. I know I've probably fucked it up, but she is a rapper that I follow on Instagram. Let me find her page. Damn, is that it, Ornica? Lord Jesus, Cupcake. Okay, I can't pronounce her name, but she was on. She did a cipher for the for the hip hop awards, I believe, for the female MCs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I probably screwed up the name, but her put her on somebody, anybody. She's giving me um. She's giving me good vibes, and I want to hear more from her. I want to hear more from Remy uh, Remy Ma. I want to hear more from Young M.A. I want to hear more from Dej Loaf, her weird ass. I just feel like I've heard since Sheether, we've let a lot more in. Um, I'm not into her, but Cash Doll. Um, I just feel like we entertain them more. Like I feel like women were releasing music before. And uh, since, I don't know, I just feel like Nicki Minaj took all the shine. Now, maybe it was just because Nicki Minaj was giving us great work. I don't think that was the case. I think it had to be something else. Maybe it was our fault. But at the same time, I just feel like I hear, at least hear their music a lot more often. Like, right now, and I feel like it's Saweetie. And um, is it just Sweetie or Saweetie? Because it has an A in it, so I'm pronouncing the fucking name. Uh, and then Cardi B, like, and Cardi B, like, every chance she gets, she's 
raising somebody up with her. She's constantly talking about other female artists that she's listening to and that she's inspired by or that she wants to work with. Oh, yeah, City Girls. So, I don't know, girl. <laughs> I mean, have a good Christmas. Sit here, reminisce, think about the year. Think about what you've gone through this year, Nikki. Onika, come on. Like, was all the craziness really worth it at the end of the day to um kind of come and and it be like two weeks from the new year and like sit back and just realize you've accomplished literally I won't say nothing but your successes could have been greater this year had you just let go of some shit let go of the pettiness like Nikki you could have been out here for real this year um, but you chose not to. You chose to uh, go to freedom on Queen's Radio and be crazy and not talk about your music and not promote your music, but promote drama and stupid shit and not even know that it was in your worst interest. So mm, good luck to Nicki Minaj in the new year. Whoo, because, well, girl, drop Drop the nigga you with, okay? I know it's hard. Probably maybe dick to bomb. I don't know. Not a good look. You got too many sexual predators around you, girl. Stop. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, one of the last little stories I think I'm going to talk about, and, and, and very shortly because I'm not that knowledgeable about it, but um, prayer warriors, y'all reach out to Kanye West. What? Like, he definitely did like me today. Got his little bottle of wine. Turned on him to Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? So he went to the track, me, myself, and I, and tweeted all these motherfucking tweets about his disdain for Drake. Um, Y'all know there's history. If y'all don't know there's history, there is. Because there is rumors that, um, or not rumors, Drake you know, actually confessed this on The Shop. Um, LeBron James has his own show on, I believe, HBO called The Shop, where he invites different celebrities on to talk about different types of things. And he invited Drake on. I feel like Drake sunned the fuck out of LeBron, but or LeBron sunned <laughs> Drake. Either way, um, apparently there's drama. Kanye West was going back and forth on Twitter, and... Uh, was talking about um, the drama that they had. Now, going back to the shop, because I just jumped all over that, Drake had discussed the drama that he had with Kanye West regarding... Um, yeah, what, what was his last album? Ye was here. When he went to Montana, recorded this fucking album, he asked Drake to come out there. Drake came out there and helped him. In exchange, he was supposed to walk away with a few tracks. He did not walk away with a few tracks. The track that Kanye West gave Drake was the the um, Use Yourself. Was it Use Yourself? Uh, the track where he goes, poopity scoop, scoop, de poop, de whoop, whatever. He gave that track, that instrumental to Drake and then dropped it, but didn't even take that track seriously. It was like the ultimate like, fuck you. Basically, he gave Drake a, Drake a track that he could not use in exchange for his time and assistance on his album that he, relate, he's, he released 
this past June. So they have drama. And I feel like Kanye West is a real snake in the grass for how he did your boy Drake. Your Drake's a scorpion. He's real watery like your girl. He felt his feelings. He felt real tried. Okay. And I understand why. But also the drama that went on from there was the story of Adidon. Now, apparently during this time in Montana, Drake was talking to him as requested by Kanye West. Kanye West was like, if you're going to be in my space, you're going to be in my area, you need to uh, you need to talk to me about things going on in your life. And I guess Drake, being the gullible water sign he is, sometimes we can be like that, disclosed the fact that he had um, had a child with uh, a girl. Uh, again, I don't... <laughs> I did not understand uh, this baby mama situation and why she looked the way she looked, but I'm not here to judge this woman on what she looks like. But I mean, I, I was surprised or shocked for the big black booty women that Drake raps about um, to see what his baby mama looks like was truly a sight to see. Anyways, apparently Kanye West gave this information to Pusha T, who then used that as... Um, that extra punch <laughs> in that diss track, The Story of Adidine, which released a slew of tea and then uh, talked about his homeboy, 40, who has multiple sclerosis. And uh, the fact that this nigga said tick, tick, tick in regards to his friend who has this autoimmune disease. Is it an autoimmune disease? I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but he has this disease that can ultimately kill him. That's all that matters, autoimmune or not. It could kill this man. And this man said, tick, tick, tick. I was like, oh my God, Jesus, help. I'm, I'm clutching my pearls right now. So they, they go into drama. Kanye West apparently got an email from Drake um, that was an inquiry about um, Drake using this track as a sample. Kanye West goes on Twitter, goes off and on about Drake being fake and that he ain't going to do this shit with him and don't fucking send me no messages. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, you just got an inquiry for a sample, nigga. Like, you the sample king. This is business, bro. He wasn't trying to see if y'all wanted to go grab some beers at the bar later. He just trying to get this track so he can release his next fire album that he's going to give to the people in 2019. I don't understand where you're coming from. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know why you need to release all these Donald Trump-esque tweets to us. All I know is somebody grab hold of the person to the right and to the left to use hands, right? Bow your heads. We got to pray for Kanye West. Lord, going into our season in 2019, we asked you to bring light, understanding, and uh, late registration-esque lyrics to Kanye West. Please bring the spirit of Donda back to this Negro. We need him to be right in 2019. It is also, it's election year next year. Please don't let him pick up now one red mega cat. We don't need none of those problems. We don't need to act like black folks want the whole MAGA thing to happen again for another term. We just, we need to keep Kanye West at bay, Lord. So in your name, (laughs) 
in your name we're praying, Lord. Bring Kanye West back in the year of our Lord, 2019. Amen? Amen again. Right? Because I just can't. So we're going to close up the episode. I feel like I've been talking for a long time, but I want to say shout out to Stella Rosa Moscato for getting me through this because I am exceptionally tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I really am. Long day, long week, uh, a long day tomorrow. (laughs) Ain't no breaks, B. And um, I just want to close out the episode by saying something I learned this week. I am learning to be, um, what am I learning this week? (laughs) I know I'm trying to say, I'm just trying to find the right way to say it. I'm learning to speak my mind in a way that doesn't hurt me. Is that it? I'm learning, I'm learning to just speak my mind. Because I spent much of this week being upset for something that I didn't even have to be upset about. And had I just opened my fucking mouth at some point, things could have been mitigated, squashed, alleviated, and moved on. But instead, my nature, my Pisces nature of seclusion and pinning up these emotions and not moving on um, and addressing them and being afraid of confrontation. That's what I did. I spent much of this week, you know, wallowing in emotions when I could have been doing a lot better. So the one thing I like this week is to let you, you've got to express yourself and let the things that bother you be known, express those things and keep it moving. The longer you let them simmer, the, the more other things start to come to your mind that shouldn't even be there. Um, and just, just have a, um, a release of sorts of when you start feeling like emotions pinning up inside of you, like when you start dealing with these things. I think that's the one thing I can say from this week. It was a long week, and I feel like it would have been a, a felt a, like a better and shorter week had I just, you know, expressed myself a little bit sooner and been thorough with my concerns and, and sturdy in my know. So if I could pass anything to y'all, it's to do the same. Don't let no shit just stay pent up inside of you. Release the shit, get it out, write it down, however you got to get it out of you to do that. Um, I think we're going to wrap up the show. This was great. I felt good. I think I might do this every Friday evening (laughs) with wine on my side because I just felt like I was on a roll here tonight. I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, I did, I still offer up, there is the So There's That um, podcast uh, email, so there's that at gmail. What is it? Is it So There's That Podcast? It is. So There's That Podcast at Gmail, where I want to advertise veteran business. I will shout out my homegirl, Carbon Solutions. Who can I think off at the top of my head with businesses? Um, Y'all can follow at T. Marie. Um, This is one of my veteran sisters um, who talks often about political stances. And um, she's been featured on True Grit. Is it True Grit? It was a Fox show. It came on a few years ago uh, with uh, different branches in the military trying to see which one can 
uh, accumulates, who, uh, who can, um, not accumulate, that is not the right word, who can adapt <laughs> in, in the wilderness the best out of all the branches. I said Karma Solutions um, on Instagram. That's a land acquisition company from my friend. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying uh, I've really tried to work on that. Oh my gosh. Um, at To and Fro, which is my friend Gia. That is a gated community. So good luck. If you do get in there, then good luck. Tell all your girls sent you. Keith the Kentucky sent you in. Um, just don't be crazy and don't touch nothing when y'all get there. Um, what else? I just, I shout out to all the veteran business owners around me. I'm sorry if I can't remember your shit off the top of my head, but that's the reason why you should email me your shit <laughs> so I can advertise and do my best to help you. I get, you know, little listens here and there. And if I could reach out to anybody and you give me a script and let me know exactly what you want me to say and how you want me to say it, I will advertise your veteran owned, black owned, woman owned business here on my podcast. If you just give me, give me the light and pass through. <laughs> also, follow me on my page on Facebook at Keitha Kentucky, K-E-E-T-H-A Kentucky. I go back and forth with myself of whether or not I want to change my alias, but I am from Kentucky and I have to hold on to that. And no, I have not messed with none of my cousins. That is what them folks do not me. I'm from Louisville, by the way. Louisville is different, I, but there's no cute alliteration shit that I can do with Louisville. So it's going to be Keith the Kentucky for now. <laughs> Yo, follow those pages, bro. <laughs> Check me out next week on the next episode of So There's That the Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed yourselves. I sure did. See you guys next week. <laughs>